You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson, former NFL scout, former college scout, employee and NFL analyst of ESPN for 10 years and doing all sorts of other good things, including a daily Steelers Nation radio show and this daily podcast with you guys. And the Locked On Network is thriving and we are the biggest daily podcasting network in the world right now. So I urge you to you know, even if your uh, your favorite team is knocked out, go check out some of these playoff podcasts. You know, go check out um, Locked On Patriots, Locked On Chargers, all those good things. And so let's brought to you by my bookie, and I just pulled up my bookie to look at their odds. And as we do every Friday, I pick games. You know, go to my bookie and I pick games. We got the Colts at the Chiefs. Five-point spread here, obviously Kansas City's favorite at home. Really difficult place to play. Could have weather. I don't know about wind, but tough place to play for sure. And I do think the noise is going to be, I mean, the conditions in this, the, the crowd is going to cause problems on passing downs for the Colts. Getting in third and long is going to be a real problem. I mean, you can say what you want about the Chiefs' D. But they have three excellent pass rushers. And I know Luck doesn't take sacks and his line's great. But these guys are going to get off the ball and it's going to be noisy. I mean, that is what they absolutely have to avoid. Now, they're absolutely capable of avoiding that, though. You know, we saw Marlon Mack, who I'm starting to come around on this guy. I was not a big Mack fan. But I certainly love his blocking and I love the scheme. And I love Luck and I love Hilton. It's a lot to love. And Mac and company ran all over the Texans in Houston last week. And this is night and day. I mean, the Texans' run defense is way better than a terrible Chiefs' run defense. So if the Colts win this, I'm thinking like 180 yards on the ground total. You know, like control the ball. Lots of us watching on TV, they, they cut over to Mahomes on the sideline, frustrated, anxious to get on the field. And Max ripping off five, six, three, two, you know, over and over. Lux completing passes. You know, Hilton, there's no real answer for him. So I don't have a lot of reservations about when the Colts have the ball. Um, I do think that it'll be hard. I mean, like running the ball is great. And we'll kind of say this about Dallas, too. Like, okay, they're gashing them on the ground. But that doesn't mean you score 30. And... To win in Kansas City, you might have to score 30. You know, I mean, it doesn't mean that you're putting up tons of points just because you're racking up tons of rushing yards. But that is a good matchup for sure with what they do well and what they've done well. On the other side of the ball, I expect the Colts to play a lot of zone, which Mahomes has torn up, to be honest, but it's what the Colts do. I would think they'll rush him with intentions of keeping them in the pocket, you know, a, a determined rush, a strategic rush to keep him bottled up. We don't want him scrambling, throwing across his body, a 70-yard bomb to Tyree Kill, play broke down, no-look pass behind his back while he does cartwheels, you know what I mean. Um, that's where he kills people. So I think the intentions are absolutely to keep him in the pocket. Um, I think that can more or less be accomplished, but I think their protection is also better than the Colts' pass rushers. Um, I think the intentions will also be, we can't give up the big play. I mean, we can't let Tyreek Hill 
convert a 60-yard run. You know, I mean, it, let's make Mahomes be patient. Let's see him matriculate the ball down the field, to quote a Chiefs former coach. Um, you would love to have Kareem Hunt in this game, but I like the way Damian Williams is running, and even if Ware's healthy, I think it's a Williams game. He's running really aggressively. But it's a good run defense. I mean, one thing about this Colts defense, though, and I know that they've been tremendous the last dozen weeks or so, but the offenses they've faced are bad. I forget where I heard this. It might have been Evan Silva, actually. Said, during this run, you know, where the, they've, the night and day Colts, so the last three months, the best DVOA offense that they've faced by Football Outsiders metrics is the Giants. I mean, but that that's not, I mean, now you're at KC against Mahomes, Tyreek, good running game. And the key here, too, is Colsty is good, but tight ends have ripped them up. Well, <laughs> you know, the tight end is for the Chiefs. I mean, uh, so I think this is a good story. I think the Colts have to play a certain way, but Andy Reid coming off a bye, you know, I mean, that's a factor. Casey at home, Mahomes is, you know, on fire. And I just think the Chiefs win this one by more than five. I'll give you the points. So I mentioned that we are brought to you by my bookie. And I've been telling you about them all week. And as just stated, the NFL playoffs are here. And it's time for you to get in on the action with my bookie. So don't be that dude with no rooting interest as your relatives or friends sit around watching the games. Not this year. I mean, the 53rd Super Bowl is right around the corner. It really is the most wonderful time of the year. And this is really the most wonderful weekend of the year. And it's perfect for betting, too. Make sure you're ready for all the daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service. I can attest to that. And they offer the craziest props, which are really fun too, especially for these wildcard type games and divisional games, uh, obviously going forward as well. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you and if you want to make money during the bowl season, you got to go to my bookie. I trust them. You don't have to take it. You, you, but you don't have to take my word for it. Just go check them out for yourself. And they have everything you want to bet on there, not just football. Join now, and my bookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for bowl season. Use our promo code LOCKEDON25. That's all one word with a 2-5 on the end of it. When you deposit to activate the offer, that's promo code LOCKEDON25. Something you got to do. So at my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. All right, we are back. So, that first game was the 4 o'clocker. This is the night game. Dallas going to L.A. to play the Rams. Um, not much of a home field advantage here. Sorry, Rams fans. But I bet there's a ton of Cowboys fans in, this, in the stadium. I look at Dallas and think, I don't trust them on the road. But this isn't really all that much on the road. I mean, like, if Dallas were going to New Orleans this weekend, I would say Dallas is in trouble. They're going to get blown out. But going to L.A., I don't think it's the same effect. It just isn't. Sorry, Rams fans, but you got to step up your, your fandom here. Um, six and a half point spread. So let's talk about when Dallas has the ball. First of all, the Rams defense, pass defense, has been much better with a healthy Tlaib. And outside of Amari Cooper, they're really banged up at the wide receiver position. I don't think you're going to see Cole Beasley. I don't think Jarwin, the tight end, is going to play. 
I think you'll get Talib or Peters. You know, Peters is very familiar with Cooper. And dedicate the passing game to taking him out of things. And now, I think Ezekiel Elliott will do well in, as a receiver, and Prescott will probably have to make some plays with his feet. But I'm really interested in the matchup up front. Like, I think you're a lot of downs. You'll see Martin, their great right guard, on Sue or Brockers. But let those two fight it out. But the key is Donald then gets a bad left guard and a bad center. You know, like, he is going to be a massive, massive problem in that instance. And I know the Rams' run defense is really poor. And a lot of Cowboys people are saying, well, they're just going to dominate this game on the ground. A lot of Elliott. And kind of like I mentioned with the Colts, like, that's fine. But can you pour enough points that way to outduel the Rams in L.A.? And if Aaron Donalds blows up a couple runs, makes a few big plays, certainly will provide a lot of pass rush. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many points are you going to generate from Elliott running up the middle against the weakness of that defense? I don't have a great feel for that. Now, on the other side of the ball, I don't have a great feeling about that. I feel about that. The other side of the ball, I haven't loved how Goff's played lately, but I think they're healthier. O-line is a very good run-blocking unit. Um, Gurley's set up to gash these guys as well. Um, Jones is a great corner but he can only guard one of their receivers. I would think Dallas will also play a lot of zone, which isn't what Goff has done well, to be very honest with you. Goff has really struggled against zone lately. And I think their pass rush, especially Lawrence on Havenstein, the right tackle, is a problem. Um, you know, Him coming, he, they're going to have to chip and help with Lawrence quite a bit. But overall, I think Goff will have time, I think. And I don't think they'll blitz him a lot. And I do think the linebackers should do a really nice job with crossing routes and Gurley is a receiver. But if they don't get the Goff, and I don't love how he's played, that's for sure. You know, I mean, I do think they could probably hit some big plays. I think Dallas is much better against the run than the pass. I like their D a lot, though, at every level, and I think it's well-coached. I think that they will coach things up, you know, with the kind of this Chris Richard cover three type of scheme, keep things in front of them, linebackers run and hit. But I don't love their pass rush situation. I'm going to take the Rams to win this game, and I think we forget how good the Rams were at one point this year. I expect a lot more big plays from them. I'll give you six and a half, but I think it's close until – you know, I think the second half belongs to the Rams. You know what I mean? So, a good game. I think the Rams pull away and figure some things out against coverages that are predictable. And I think McVay shines here. I think Donald shines. Now we go to Sunday. The 1 o'clocker, which is 10 o'clock for the Chargers yet again, is Chargers at Patriots. Four-point spread. Really interesting to me, and there's much talk about... Boy, the Chargers figured out Lamar Jackson, and they used seven defensive backs, and wow, that was really smart. But part of that was because their linebackers are really banged up, and they didn't have a whole lot of choice. I mean, they play more defensive backs on the field than anyone to begin with. And that worked, and that's great. But the Patriots play with a blocking fullback more than anybody in the league. And they're going to have, and they have a big, heavy offensive line, and Gronk's a great blocker, and 
you're going to see a lot of two back and Michelle getting the ball over and over. And I think they're going to be really physical against these lighter defenses, faster defense for the Chargers. And, you know, the rookie Jones played really well for the Chargers defensive tackle. He's kind of a, a name we need to know now that is stepping up. And Derwin James is awesome. And I absolutely like the Bosa-Ingram matchups for sure. And they could bump inside. But Brady gets it out quick. And again, he's going to see predictable coverages. Um, I think King does a really nice job against Edelman. I don't really even fear Gronk, but they do a great job against tight ends anyway. Um, but I just think that that Patriots running game is the story of this game. And they are at home, tough environment, and they really wear the Chargers down. Before long, you know, although, the last, what did I say about the first two games? I mean, can the running game keep up with the other side of the ball? So we'll get to that. I haven't loved how Rivers has played lately. I don't like how his guards play, ever. And I think Trey Flowers will align, kind of like I mentioned with Bosa, on the inside sometimes and have good matchups there. But they're not a great front besides Flowers. I don't know that they can take advantage of the poor guard play as well as most defenses could. Gilmore, we talked about the Pro Bowl team earlier this week, I think has been the best corner in the league this year. You would think immediately he's on Keenan Allen, but that's not really their style. I think because of his size, he'll be on Mike Williams, basically totally on an island. And they'll have a lot of help with Allen, no matter where he aligns. But you also got Hunter Henry back, which I'm really excited to see. Um, Gordon, to me, has not been 100%, but I think Eckler has a chance to be really effective. And I don't think this Patriot D is all that good. Oh, side note, I just want to mention that I haven't mentioned special teams, but... Of all four of these games, there isn't a massive special teams advantage. The Saints and Chiefs are the best two teams on special teams. And surprisingly, the Patriots aren't great, which is shocking. And the Chargers aren't terrible, which is shocking. But I just wanted to throw that out there because I've been meaning to say that before. Um, I got L.A. in this game. Close. I'll gladly take the four. I think it's within four. I don't feel about them great about them winning. I mean, picking Brady to lose in New England with a week's rest. Doesn't seem like good business there, Matt. But with the four points, yes. And I'll take Adam and Eve on a raft and the Chargers win. But their run defense, to me, is worrisome. And I think the way Rivers is playing is a little worrisome. But I kind of just feel it's the Chargers' year. And I know that's not a great way to you know, make these predictions. But I do think it's a four-point game for sure. All right, we wrap this exceptional podcast that you need to tell all your friends and family and not even people you like about. Spread the word. With the Eagles getting 7.5 in New Orleans. I think the Saints win this one big. I just do. I mean, let's talk about when the Saints have the ball. Last time these met, these teams met, the Saints blew them out. We, I mean, that was the best Saints performance of the year, the worst Eagles performance of the year, and I do think Philadelphia is a better team now, and I have more questions about the Saints now than I did then. This is an awful place to play, though. I mean, so loud. Um, last time, they really made a concerted effort to double Thomas and double Kamara, and sometimes you'll see those guys, a lot of times you'll see them aligned on the same side of the field, but Breeze just destroyed them with everybody else. You know, Traquan Smith had a big breakout game. And they'd have Ted Ginn. I think Ted Ginn coming back is a major factor. Not that he's great, but they've always had that Devery Henderson fast guy. And he creates a lot of space. And with all respect to the Eagles, I think their secondary is much better than when these teams met before. 
and but they're they're susceptible to big move, you know, to to getting beat over the top. The Eagles' pass rush has to rule the day, but I think the bye does this offensive line a lot of favors to get them healthier. Armstead's going to play, and I think he and Ramchek should do pretty well with their outside rushers. Now, Fletcher Cox presents massive problems in sort of an Aaron Donald-like fashion, like I mentioned, and their guards aren't great. But Breeze gets out so quick, and they're at home. So I think that's something to worry about without a doubt. And I don't think they'll have a lot of success at home on the ground, but I think Kamara has a big game overall. I think the Eagles try to play this one a little more conservative than they did. Don't get beat over the top. Um, Don't let your your corners in vulnerable situations. And I think Breeze just takes what you give them and picks you apart. And I think it's a big offensive day from the Saints. Now the Eagles, I know everyone thinks Nick Foles is magic. He hasn't played that great. I mean, (laughs) their line is really good. But it's going to be loud. I bet Jordan presents problems, and he presented a lot of problems for Lane Johnson the first time around. I don't think the Eagles run the ball at all. I mean, they may not even try. I would think, like last week, it's much more of a Sproles-Smallwood game. I think Adams played one snap last week. I mean, maybe he's your goal line back, but that's about it. Saints pass defense is absolutely a problem, but I do think at home with aided pass rush because of that noise will help. I think Lattimore is a better player than he has shown lately, and I think he'll live on Alshon. Um, Ertz and Goddard present problems, and so does Tate. I think Tate's played quite well, too. Um, but I think Lattimore does well on Alshon, and that'll be their number one guy to take away. I think their linebackers are pretty active and should do well. And I just don't trust Foles in a game where I don't expect good running games on either side to keep up with Breeze at all in this situation. I think the magic ends. And overall, great year by the Eagles, you know, considering all things considered uh, after a Super Bowl. But I don't think they're in the same ballpark as this team. I think the Saints win by 14, maybe something like that. I mean, that it's not particularly close. And I think it's a bad matchup for the Eagles. And I think I'm on an island on that. A lot of things I've I've been reading and – People I respect seem to think, boy, this is a great matchup for the Eagles. I don't see it that way. I think the Saints are really in command here. So, all right, that's a wrap. Um, We will get together with some of the hosts of these teams Sunday night, as we always do. And that will be the next time we talk. So, over and out.